Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Virtual GM Podcast brought to you by Vibrant Management. We're your hosts, Spencer Halford and Cody Aiden, here to empower hotel owners and GMs with the latest strategies, tips, and insights from the hospitality industry. Whether you're running a hotel, a boutique hotel, or an independent property, our podcast is designed to help you elevate your game and revolutionize your property. Remember, for more resources and information, visit our website, www.thevibrantteam.com. Now let's dive into today's episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Virtual GM Podcast. If you're listening to this, you may hear a little bit of background noise, and that's because we are on the show floor of Bytac Purchasing and Design here at the Waldorf Astoria, the Biltmore. And this is our first time being live. What do you think, Kyle? That's pretty cool. This is a pretty crazy little setup we got going on, a lot of stuff happening in the background. It's very uh, electric in here. And I'm so excited because we have with us Jameis Skunkap, and she is the hotel... Housekeeping manager for Sashani Bannock, is that right? Sashone Bannock. Sashone Bannock uh, Casino and Hotel. So how many rooms do you guys have? We have 156 rooms. Wow, 156 yes. rooms. And have you been to Bytac before? This is my third Bytac. This yes. is your third yes. Bytac. That's it amazing. Is. So what other ones have you been to? Uh, Dana Point, um, Red Rock in Vegas, and then this one. That Red Rock makes a lot of sense for you guys. Yeah. Now, so what was the one in Dana Point? What was that one about? That one was for operations. Operations? Yes. Okay. And what is your favorite part about coming to a Bytac event? Uh, the favorite part about coming to Bytac is meeting new suppliers and vendors, um, getting to know more about quality products and pricing. And so, obviously, for work, that's awesome. That's all really good stuff. But what's your, where do you have, what do you have the most fun doing at Bytac? What's your favorite thing that they do to make it exciting and fun? Uh, meeting new people, yeah. Um, getting to visit with people in the same industry, yeah. Those are it's pretty fun. Then the evening events are also fun. The games and stuff. Absolutely, so, yeah, I've yet to win. Uh, you know how they like give out the championship awards yeah. at the end. I, I've podiumed, but I haven't haven't taken first. It's impressive because you're competitive. Yeah, so. I've not yet had my Max Verstappen moment. The <laughs> thing is, is it's a team game, you know, and you don't get to pick your squad. It's at random. So it is. I'm That's looking fun. to I'm looking to get the championship belt tonight, though. No, I, I, I don't feel think confident. So. Well, Jameis, Jameis maybe is taking it. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll be on the same it. team. No. The thing is, I told Jameis before we started, you have a new nickname now. So I hope we are on a team because now you're famous, Jameis. Yes, because you've been on the be. Virtual GM <laughs> podcast. And yep. You listen to anyone, they'll tell you it's a big deal. So this is an exciting <laughs> time. Um, so, how many years then have you been going to Bytech? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, right after the COVID, the first one. Okay, so that was the first was, one you went yeah, to. So yeah. it's been about three years now. So let's talk a little bit about the housekeeping. So obviously, we were talking a little bit before the podcast started. It's so exciting to have you here because we run a lot of our properties virtually, so we don't have a staff except for housekeeping. So housekeeping is, in most of our properties, the largest payroll expense, and it really is the most important piece of a hotel because you create the first impression with the guests when they when they arrive. You create the experience that they're going to have, and usually if we get a complaint it would be centered on that. So there's a lot of pressure on the housekeeping department. And so what are some best practices? Because you have a huge property, 156 rooms. What are some of your best practices of what you and your team do to ensure like guest satisfaction? Um, high cleanliness standards is number one. That's yeah. for us. Um, giving them um, quality products, um, even down to the linen, to the toiletry amenities. And so those probably are the top two and then sharing of the experience like our casino yeah we have cedar spa uh, fitness room yeah and so sharing those 
the also the food outlet. So being able to share all that so we can all have a good experience. They and can. how? what kind of best practices do you have in place to turn the rooms over? Because 156 rooms is a lot. So do you have like a par of linen so you rip off the one and you have a clean ones all ready to go on so that we don't have to wait yes, for the housekeeping? Uh, yes, we, we strive to have a par of four. Oh, so you have a yes. par of oh, four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we do make sure we always have, we're not waiting on towels to Yeah, because that'd be um, challenging with that many rooms. Yeah. So we definitely make sure we have enough linen on hand, <clears throat> a lot of supplies on hand so that we're not waiting for those items to come in and holding up the revenue of the room and so we do make sure our power levels are always up there what's and, your go ahead what's your average nightly stay normally what's your what's your turnover rate i guess or what your turnover rate like how long do your guests typically stay one night two nights um typically around two nights okay. yeah, they're just passing by on the freeway come in to visit the casino yeah very few um extended stays so it's and do you uh do you guys do stay over service right now well, since COVID, uh, during COVID, we did not do stayover yeah. service, and recently we implemented stayover after three nights just because of the yeah. staffing yeah. levels. It's hard to get people on. It's kind of nice. COVID kind of helped us out a little bit in hospitality where it allowed us to not do stayover service during that time. Yeah. And many properties have adopted like not doing it unless, yeah. like you said, yeah. it's three or more nights. And obviously, from a revenue standpoint, that saves the properties a lot of money not having to get into the room every yeah. single yeah. day. And it certainly makes your job a lot yeah. easier. And we do it upon request. If the right. guest wants it next day, we'll still do it yeah. and stuff. It's just a policy. It's three now. Yeah, I'm nights. sorry to say I am that guest that's like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll have <laughs> <Yeah>. to stay <laughs> over service. I would like it's nice to come back yeah. to a maid bed yeah. and not yeah. have to do it yourself. I don't get that at home, so like if I could have that, please, you know, <laughs> so I, I'm that guest. But I'm curious uh, for efficiency. Do you guys use like a checklist, or how do you? What's your process of going through room and making sure everything's getting done? Yes, we do have a checklist. Every housekeeper has a checklist of the certain items they have to do in the room. And then after the housekeeper goes through, the supervisors also go in. And they do an inspection of yeah. all those items. And if there's an item, say a towel's missing or something, they'll have a go back and they'll make sure it's um, all the rooms are up to cleanliness standards. Is that done digitally? Is that done no. digitally? Okay. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, the checklist they mainly use when they're new hires. Okay. And then eventually it's eventually, so repetitive yeah. that they get, they get good at just knowing exactly what yeah. they need to have done. The supervisor, same thing. When they're new, they have a checklist. But eventually they... They figure you don't it out. Get off having to do a checklist. Yeah. How long have you been in that role? I've been here, well, with this one for about since 2020. Okay, yeah, so three for, years. Have you been in housekeeping for a long time? Um, I have been doing housekeeping at different properties um, with the Super 8 by Wyndham, Hilton, okay. um, Best Western, Choice Hotels. Yeah. And so I bring all that experience to the Shoshone Bannock Hotel. And is this the largest property you've been the housekeeping manager for? It would be, yes. Yeah. How yeah. many staff do you have? Right now, we have about 22 staff. And has that been difficult to find employees, given like the labor market and things that we're seeing now? Yes, we're um, forever hiring, um, advertising, looking for housekeepers. Housekeeping's not for everybody. Yeah. And so we are always... We always have openings and stuff, so... And you're in uh, Fort Hall, Idaho, is that right? Fort Hall, Idaho. And so, like, what do housekeepers... What's the starting rate for a housekeeper for you guys? Starting out, um, they're on probation, so it's about $12.11. Okay. And then what can they, like, work up to? Um, 
So they go on a step increase after they get off probation, they'll get an increase, and every year after they get an increase. Or if they get have more experience, then yeah. they can go up a grade. So it depends on their experience and the longevity at the, on the job. Yeah. Uh, another question for you, about a little bit bitac centered but have you been to the Waldorf Astoria before, or is this your first yeah, time? Yeah, the one at um, Dana Point, we were there. Okay, that Waldorf. was a Waldorf yes. too, but it's your first time at the Biltmore? Yes. What do you think? It's real nice. I like it. The rooms are comfortable. They're spacious. They're clean. I really like it. The, there's a lot of pools, a lot of activities here. Are you going to go down the water slide? I'm thinking about it. You got to go to the water slide. Famous down the water slide. Do you know what it's like up there? No. So there, there's a, there's a bunch of water slides, but the one I'm talking about, uh, it's at the very top of that spiral staircase. Have yeah, you seen, I've that? seen that? Yeah. So you go to the top of that, and like a capsule opens, and you step inside of it. Then the capsule closes, and then they do a countdown, and they press a button, and the floor drops out from underneath oh you, and it shoots you down. Why'd you tell me that? Well, <laughs> it's better now you know because if you it. get up there, you're gonna see it, and it. And then that's more terrifying because <laughs> you see the look on the people's faces who haven't done it before, and it's it's sheer terror, terror right? Yeah. Uh, now you know. Now you have to do it. But my, okay. my kids have done it, so they can do it. Sounds exciting. Do it. It's I'm very sure fun. I'll do it. Yeah, you, and you're competitive. Famous Jameis over here going for that, that championship <laughs> going for that belt. Uh, so when you go and you are traveling for fun or for work, uh, what are the things that you notice most in rooms when you're like when you're just a guest and you're not working? Is there anything that sticks out to you that that you're like, oh, I really wish properties would do a better job of this? Uh, the bathrooms. The bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. So give me an example. Yeah. I'm I'm really curious because you've got a different insight, right? You've got uh, an eye for it. Just the cleanliness, basically cleanliness, mostly the bathroom and just the entire room. Yeah. So I like to uh, when I go to hotels and stay, I like to inspect them <laughs> i'm so, sure i'm sure it's yeah just something natural yeah or my kids will tell me mom are you gonna inspect the room first <laughs> <laughs> does that make it a little bit harder to enjoy it because you kind of know like you know the things they've been pretty good the hotels i um, like to stay at hilton's and stuff so yeah you do yeah. <laughs> famous jamie she gets it she, here you, for the, hilton. Yeah. the rewards yes yeah, yeah, great rewards. free night <laughs> we love uh love hilton here at virtual gm we're part of the hilton family Love the Waldorf, of course. And I'll, I'll do a shameless plug here for the American Express Hilton card, the Aspire card. It's the best points credit card in the industry. So you get like 14 times points uh, for Hilton on anything that you spend. Oh, Plus wow. you get, I think, a $400 annual credit towards Hilton properties. You get a $200 airline credit. So if you're listening to this and you like to travel and you're a fan of Hilton, like me and famous Jameis, you're going to want to pick up that Hilton Aspire card because I'm telling you. Like, I have taken my family to the all-inclusive Hiltons in Mexico. Uh, we went to the one in Cancun and then the one in Tulum. And I was able to use points for all of those stays for a family of four because wow. the points in the Aspire card just rack up so fast. Yeah. So nice. definitely suggest looking into that. So you work at a casino property. So how much of your paycheck do you gamble every two weeks? <laughs> Very little. <laughs> Very Smart. little. I don't have luck at the casino, so I, I'm not a gambler. I'm not no, a lucky I never gambler. Have luck. I just don't know it, why. I'm if you were to person. gamble, what would be your game of choice? Uh, the, the machines. The machines. Yeah, yeah. Wheel of Fortune's our, our thing. Poker or nothing like that. So. I know. So we went to the hospitality show in Vegas, and I was showing Kyle the ropes of the casino floor. And I was like, the only, the only, I like, I like roulette and I like blackjack. Roulette obviously is chance. You have no, yeah. there's no skill whatsoever. Yeah. Besides, I think if you build a relationship with the person dropping the ball, I have to imagine if you've dropped that ball 10,000 times, 
you can kind of get it somewhere in the vicinity. I don't know where vicinity. it's going to happen. I, it's, I mean, it's like playing that game at the arcade where you're trying to stop the light. Yeah. It's like eventually you're going to get it. You're going to get close enough. And so I always just like try and build a relationship with them in hopes that like maybe they'll get it closer to my number. Blackjack, you have a little bit of control. But the only slot machine I'll play is Wheel of Fortune. And so we're in Vegas, and I'm, I sit down. I'm like, all right, let's, let me show you how I play Wheel of Fortune. All you do is you play till you get a like do the Wheel of Fortune yeah, button. I've played so that we're way. probably like, what, five spins in, yep. Wheel of Fortune, we hit it, cash out like 50 bucks. And I was like, all right, the machine's cooked now because it already paid out, so we got to go to the next one. So we moved one over, and I was like, all right, Kyle, you press the button now. Hit another wheel and like, what, how many spins? Two spins. Yeah, hit another one. Then we cash out, go around to the other side. Spencer had joined us by that time. We get it again in like seven spins. So now we've hit Wheel of Fortune three times. Wow. I think we're up like 200 bucks at that yeah, point. Yeah, then we hit it one more. Yep. And then, so then we were going to go grab drinks at the Speakeasy at Resorts World. It wasn't open. So I was like, well, I might as well go play another Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yeah. So I sit down, two spins, and I won $800 on Wheel of wow, Fortune. So in the course of like... It was all right in one round, yeah, too. Yeah, in the course like, of 20 collective spins, probably. Yeah. I won like $1,000. Wow, yeah, it was impressive. <laughs> yeah, so everyone listening, you're going to want to play Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> and you're going to want to do it at the, sh- say it for me, so I say Shoshone it right. Shoshone Bannock Casino Shoshone Hotel. Shoshone Bannock Casino and Hotel. That's, I'll tell you what, man. If you want to go to a casino, that's the one to go to. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that's the one. How, so you have Love 156 it. rooms. How many restaurants do you guys have there? Hey, guys. Thanks for sticking with us on this episode of the Virtual GM Podcast. We're passionate about sharing our latest strategies and trends to help you make your hotel the best it can be. For more resources and to stay connected with our Vibrant community, don't forget to visit us at thevibrantteam.com. Before we continue with the second half of this episode, here's a quick action you can take to transform your property. Book a free consultation with us at www.thevibrantteam.com and on our homepage, there is a book consult button. Click that, schedule a time to chat with me, and let's learn how we can elevate your hotel together. Stay tuned for more insightful discussions in the second half of our episode. Oh, let's see. We have the Camus Grill. That's a sports grill. Okay. Um, Dekagani. It's like a deli. And then we have the buffet, Painted Horse Buffet. And then is that pretty big, good? Yeah, it is very good. Very good pricing. And then during the bingo sessions, they have a like a deli over there also. I so love we have bingo. Like four. Do you play bingo at all? No, I don't have the patience to play bingo. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I, I feel that. I went on a date night with our friends, and so we live in southern Utah, so Mesquite, oh, yeah. Nevada is just right across the border from us, and so we went to Mesquite and played bingo, and it was not as fun as I thought it was going to be, because it was like a video board oh, yeah. that just did it for you. Oh, you didn't get but a stamp I wanted to be stamping, you know oh, what I mean? That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we we started at... Okay, so no, no, we're still good. Um but I think that if you get to do the stamp at bingo, it can be pretty fun. And it doesn't take any skill on that one. It takes brain power, though. Yeah. And I, you, it takes me a minute to find what I'm... I'm dyslexic, so I can't get to my number fast enough. Well, and you see some of those women, they'll have like 20 sheets in front Yeah, of them. they're just like, yeah. bing, 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 bing. They'll have a whole table. Yeah. We played at the tourism conference with those boards. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Utah Tourism Conference. We played with those boards, and I think I had three boards in front of me because somebody like handed me theirs, and then somebody oh, else left. Oh, that when we were in... Um, in Vernal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I couldn't keep track, and I kept missing them because I, I had to do one, and then the next, and I'm not, not quick enough for it. So yeah. how long have you been in hospitality as a whole, Jameis? I'd say over 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so what got you into it? Like, what, what intrigued you to be in hospitality? Uh, 
Well, so we opened our hotel about 10 years ago, and I would say there really wasn't anybody in there that really, we didn't know a hotel, it's something new to us. Yeah. And so I wanted to step out and go work for other hotels and bring back that knowledge and experience. Plus, I was going to college at the time. Now, you say you opened a hotel? The Shoshone Bannock Tribes, okay. they opened the hotel. Casino, okay, fantastic. It's been about 10 years they opened the hotel. Yeah. And so I wanted to contribute to that. And that's awesome. Yeah, and so that's uh, what I did. So are there more than one casino in Fort Hall, or is you, are you guys the only well, one? We, the Shoshone Bannock Tribes, they own the, ho- the casino and the hotel, and we also have two satellite casinos, Bannock Peak okay. and um, Sage Hill. And they're smaller, just satellite casinos. So no no hotel attached to those no, ones? No, no. And are those also in Fort Hall then, too? Yeah, on the Fort they Hall are. Indian Reservation. So they're within less, like, 30 miles or less from the main property. Do you work with those housekeeping teams as well, or is that individually managed? No, because they don't have any. Those other satellite oh, casinos just, are just, just no, casinos. No hotel, yeah, got it. I'm sorry. They're very small. There's a convenience store yeah. next to them, like a truck stop. Yeah. Travel Plaza. Okay. Yeah. What's the biggest city next to Fort Hall? Like, how far are you guys from the next we big city? We are about three hours north of Salt Lake City. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you're three hours north of Salt Lake, so you probably get a lot of people from Salt Lake uh, that we're come. We're right on I-15. Yeah, okay. So we're right on the corridor there, so we do get a lot of travelers come through. Yeah, yeah. get those Mormons over there across the border so they can gamble. <laughs> I didn't say that. She did. <laughs> I said it, Bane, but James, no, I can because I live there. I didn't there. say it. So I'm allowed. Yeah, I bet you guys get a lot. Where do most of your guests come from, do you think? Utah. Utah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Not surprising. Yeah, we do the same, obviously, being in the southern part. Yeah, of we the had to state. Vegas. We just get to run right over to Vegas yeah. from Mesquite, so... It makes it pretty fun. So what about you? Where's your favorite place that you've ever been that you've traveled to? Uh, my favorite place I've been, I would say, is Las Vegas. <laughs> Las Vegas? Vegas, okay. And where do you stay when you go to Vegas? Um, I like to go to the Excalibur or Luxor. Okay, and yeah, did you ride because uh, of the rewards. Did you ride the roller coaster at New York, New York? No. No. No, uh-uh. Excalibur was the first uh, hotel that I ever went to in Vegas. So I went to Vegas... For the first time when I was in second grade, like on a family vacation with some of our family friends, and I just thought the Excalibur was the coolest thing in the world. And they had Krispy Kreme donuts, like before other people had Krispy Kremes. And so they had like the conveyor belt. I don't know if it's still there, but it was like all the rage. Yeah, that's awesome. Because no one had Krispy Kreme. That was like the only place you could get them at the time. Did you go to the Stratosphere and take one of the rides? Oh, absolutely not, Famous Seamus. There's not a chance. (laughs) I'm getting my ass up on a high building and dropping over the edges. Not a heights guy. I I am terrified of heights. Like even for me to do the water slide here, that like Breck was here. We came with our family and his family, and he saw me up there and he was like, "I couldn't believe you were going to do that water slide because I am, I'm deathly afraid of heights. Like we've got this rock where we live called the Dixie Rock, and it's up high, but you're safe the whole time. And there's a little crack about this big uh, that you have to step over. And it takes me like 10 minutes to just walk over it because <laughs> I'm so afraid of I'm heights. thinking of the Dixie it, Rock right now, and that's hilarious. Yeah, and it's like, it's it's smaller than what my foot is. So it's like I, I couldn't fall in. There's no danger. possibly present. fall through. Uh, but for some reason, when I'm up high, I just feel like I can't enjoy stuff. Like when, really? like when we were at, <laughs> so Kyle does a lot of our content creation, and we helped one of our clients, Desert Solitude, Get a bunch of content for uh, Arches and Moab National uh, Moab <laughs> Moab National Park, Arches and Canyonlands. Basically, a national park. And my family like went out on the edge. I couldn't do it, 
And like having my kids there for me, like like having him anywhere near the edge was like it made me feel ill. So like, and Kyle's over there like hanging off a cliff, like his feet are dangling off the edge of a cliff, thousands of feet in the air, holding this huge stick. And oh man, I can't do the heights. Oh, it's fun. Oh, like when they walked around, you know what I'm talking about when we went down to that viewpoint and like they went around that yeah. boulder to the edge. Never. Yeah. I like crawled up it on all fours and like peeked over it to see. I was pretty close to going on the ride at the Stratosphere. I bought the ticket. You bought the ticket? You, you didn't buy it? I got to the top, went to the line. I was almost there, and I turned around. All right. All right. Like, famous no, Jameis. I can't do this. Which one were you going to do? Because they've got the a couple rides. The one that rides. hangs over the oh, edge. Oh, no. Your redemption, Jameis, come on. Your redemption is the slide. If you do the slide, we'll forgive everything. So yeah. did you give your ticket to somebody else so they it's could do it? It's not transferable. Of course it's not. Of course, yeah. I like, forget it. I'll, that's that's some... That's some big brain stuff right there. So did you get up there and just felt too nervous? Is that what it was? Oh, man, I was sick to my stomach. Did you have your family with you? Yeah. Did did any of them do it? No, they turned around. (laughs) Could you go up there and see it? Follow the leader. Could you go up there and see it before you bought the tickets? I seen it, yeah. Yeah. And I was for it, but I was like... When you get Once right it up came there, time, it's a different, yeah. different feeling. Oh, I could. Uh, I mean, uh, there's certainly no judgment for me because there's not a chance in hell I'm doing it. <laughs> so how much was the ticket? Uh, I don't recall. It's like $30. Okay, yeah, it's not yeah. cheap. But oh, well, I was like, no, I don't think so. Oh, man, that yeah. is that is a great story. Okay, so Vegas is your favorite place to go. So when you go for a vacation, are you going to gamble then? Are going to gamble a little bit? Yeah, I usually do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I lose a little bit. <laughs> and what about, like, do you, when you're there, is there anything you like to do? Do you go to the shows, or what's, like, your favorite uh, activity when you're there? I just on the Strip and go down yeah. Fremont Street and just look around and shop around. Um, go to the M&M store, of course. So. I love the M&M. Yeah. Have, you done the, have you done the 3D uh, movie at the M&M factory? No, I okay. haven't. Next, Next time, time you go, you got to do it. It's okay. really fun. Yeah. Even, even if you don't have your kids, like, for you, it's going to be fun. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and Fremont Street's great. Bellagio, if you're gonna gamble in I Vegas, watch the Bellagio, the fountains. Yeah. yeah well, you know, uh, F1 is coming to Vegas. That's like what? Next three week. weeks out. Yeah. What's next? Because they were just in Austin. It's in November. Yeah, November like uh, 12th, 13th, 14th, something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so all of Vegas is like unrecognizable because it's gonna the strip is gonna turn into a racetrack. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. it's going to be an intense wow. uh, operation. Yeah, so there's like, st- they, they spent like, I can't remember the amount, an unbelievable an amount of money amount to of money. repave Las Vegas Boulevard because cars are going to be going 200 miles an hour racing all around wow. Las Vegas. And I thought, like, oh, good. I know it's coming. I know the industry. Like, I'm going to get in. I'm going to get a room. I'm going to be there. Uh-uh. No. Man, I remember when they dropped that. You and I were in the office trying to yeah. buy tickets. Not uh, and the whole, the whole, but the day that they released the tickets, Every hotel was already sold out. Yeah, and I think they just, like, blocked everything so no one could book it. So that way it had to, like, go through the appropriate channel so everyone yeah. got the right price. A friend of ours um, is uh, high up at the win. And so Breck is a huge car fan. He wanted to go. And he reached out to him to say, what, like, what's a friends and family rate look like? And for tickets and a room at, like, the friends and family discount, I think it's $15,000 for, like, oh two my. days. Nuts. It is the amount of revenue and economic development Stimulus. F1 is going to bring yeah, to Vegas is going to be insane. Well, uh, Jameis, I just want to say thank you so much for being on this podcast with You're us. Welcome. Being a great sport. Obviously, we're, we're right on the show floor. There's a lot of noises going There's around. Going on. We got a 40-foot umbrella right next to us. You just It's going up. It's going down. You just got no idea what's going on. But before we let you leave, 
um, any best practices you could share with our audience for housekeeping? Like if you were to say, these are the top three tips for a housekeeping manager, what would they be? Um, focus on high cleanliness standards. Um, give the guests basically what they want. Um, it doesn't hurt your business any to give yeah. them like an extra towel. Um, lastly, um, teamwork. Teamwork with you your know, housekeepers. A good friend of mine told me one time that teamwork actually makes the dream work. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, That's so true. the three things then was uh, standards, right? Yep. And then give the guests what they want, go the extra mile, and then teamwork. Yes. I think that's awesome. Well, Jameis, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, it was great to meet you. I hope we're on the same team tonight because you got that competitive <laughs> spirit, and I know I want to win. Yeah, we're going to win. <laughs> yeah. As long as we don't have Kyle, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> He's, he I'm doesn't win the games. It's not his thing. Okay, well, thank you again, Jameis, oh, for nice. being with us. Enjoy the rest of your time thank at you Bytech. Thank you for welcoming. Yeah, thank of course. You. Thank you, Jameis. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Virtual GM Podcast brought to you by Vibrant Management. We hope you found today's insights valuable and that they'll help you make a real difference at your property. Remember, it's all about creating memorable guest experiences and running a successful hotel. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. Share our podcast with other hotel owners and GMs who could benefit. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Virtual GM Podcast for exclusive content and updates. We appreciate your support. And until next time, keep thriving and stay vibrant.